Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. we got a special show planned for you tonight. If you're waiting on the audio version, that'll be up a little bit later tonight. But we have special guest Titans Rossi here with us. We're going to go over several different things. Super Bowl just happened this past weekend. We're going to give our thoughts on that. You know, hey, Rams won. That's the outcome I was wanting. I'm pretty sure that's the outcome Rossi was wanting. So we're, we're happy about that. And guys, I'm going to tell you, or I almost forgot where I was going with that. After we talk about that, then we're going to talk about all this new stadium talk for the Titans, you know, exploring that option because renovations are going to cost a lot more than what they originally expected. And then to end the show, we're going to get into Rossi's top 10 moments from this past Titans season. And, I mean, really, there's just so many moments that can be included. I know we've already had Titans fan of the year, Stephanie Young, to give her top moments. Last week, we had the Power Hour on to give his top ten. And they both had some really good moments. I have no doubt, Rossi, that you're going to have some good moments as well. And, guys, if you want to support the show, it's simple. First, you can go check out our merch. All you have to do is is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. Don't worry, that will be linked in the description on the YouTube video and for the audio podcast. Speaking of the audio podcast, if you decide, if you're watching the YouTube video live right now, you just want to go back and listen to it, go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Make sure you... Follow the podcast, subscribe to it, whatever it is. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments. We really appreciate that. If you're watching here on YouTube, if you're in the live chat, go out of the live chat right quick. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video, when we go live. Hit that like button. That really helps us out a lot. We appreciate it. And share the video. Get more people involved. We love all the comments on this channel, getting more people involved, getting different opinions. And, of course, after the video, go down, leave a comment. Like I said, we really appreciate that. And, 
you know, I said, hey, we got Titan Rossi on with us. Y'all go check out his YouTube channel if you haven't already. Titans Rossi. Also find him on Twitter at Titans Rossi. And you can find us on social media as, as well. Twitter is Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. And Facebook, Titans Time. And now after that long ass intro, <laughs> Rossi, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I, I'm good, man. I'm doing good. Um, you know, it's uh kind of that part of the season where Super Bowl descended and you, you come to the realization that that NFL football is over. Um and it's kind of depressing, you know. Um <laughs> I I love all sports, but I'm you know, I mean NFL is my thing. I you know, I like I like basketball. I I've, I've been mm. watching the balls, I've been watching uh Saw them beat Kentucky the other night. That was awesome. Um, you know, been watching some of the Grizzlies. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Preds are kind of hit a little a little losing streak here, but they've been doing pretty good. I'm actually going to see them uh, 15 minutes away from my house um, on the 22nd. They're playing the Florida Panthers, so that's going to be cool, but just saying, there's nothing like the, the NFL season, man. There's mm-hmm. nothing like it. And, uh, you know, um, just waiting for all that free agent <laughs> rumors to start and trade rumors. I love all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Right now, like you said, we're kind of in that little dead period where, you know, you might get some rumors here and there of stuff going on, like, I think I seen today where the Steelers and Colts are kind of in talks to uh, for the Steelers to get Carson Wentz, um, and I'm just like, you know, hey, Colts fans, all of y'all that were hyping Carson Wentz up so much, and now you're wanting him gone. <laughs> like, well, what happened here? But like you said, football that's that's become definitely my favorite sport to watch. Now Super Bowl's over, I'm like. Well, now we got to wait, you know, six, seven months for games to start up again. And I've been trying to watch the Grizzlies because uh, I like watching them. But we have Hulu Live. And every time I get on there to watch, try and watch a basketball game, it's every team but the Grizzlies. And I'm like, Hulu, you know I'm here in Tennessee. Like, <laughs> why, why are you not getting me Grizzlies games to watch? And it sounds like a fun time going to watch the Preds down there. Out of all places, though, I would not expect Florida to have a hockey team. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, like I said, it's literally um, their arena. It's really weird because, you know, all the the sports arenas and stadiums here are in, you know, Miami and um, Tampa. Mm -hmm. And the Florida Panthers arena, it's the BB&T arena. We actually saw a... A worship concert there like a month ago but it's really old i mean this the arena's got to be 30 years old 30 35 years old mm-hmm. and um it's right in the middle of a neighborhood in coconut creek which is <laughs> it's not like it's not even fort lauderdale it's like right it's it's just an odd place for a stadium for an arena and uh but it's a really cool arena it's real laid back you kind of feel like you just kind of sitting in your living room watching a a game and the, the, the tickets are really cheap 
um, to go see a, a game there. So I'm excited. I mean, the Florida Panthers are the number one team in the NHL right now, so they're they're really good, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Tampa's got a hockey team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's I guess that's the one benefit of living down here is you know there's five or six uh, pro teams within you know a three four hour or radius right yeah that, that's not too bad definitely gives you options for going and yeah checking out different games and things like that so yeah it's fun so let's hop into this uh super bowl talk a little bit uh as i mentioned i i know you were for the rams uh we actually talked a little bit Uh, or it may have been your comment on the video when I had, uh, the power hour on, you know, hoping that the Bengals were going to come up a yard short and, (laughs) (laughs) and you you know, I I was joking around with power hour after I read that comment. I was like, man, I, I don't know that I can wish that on anybody because there is, (laughs) there's nothing like having to think back to that memory all the time of one yard short. Uh, but we got the outcome that we were wanting and really Bengals fans kind of have their own, uh, play that they can look back on because to end the game, Quentin Spain got caught trying to block Aaron Donald's shadow because Donald got around him so quick that there was nothing that Spain could do. Yeah. And, had Joe Burrow's offensive line just bought him two more seconds, he would have had Jamar Chase down the sideline yeah. over Ramsey for a touchdown. So Bengals fans can have that to look back on. That's their one yard short right there. Yeah. <laughs> Is if we had if Burrow had one or two more seconds, you know, you're we're talking about them being Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And um you know, there was there was and I and I released a tweet basically saying, you know, did did the ref drive the narrative? And and the reason I said this, and a lot of people were like, What are you talking about? They let them play, you know, and, and the reason that I said this was because if you go back to earlier in the game, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they were letting them play, but if you go back to earlier in the game that 75 yard bomb to Jamar chase where, um, you know, uh, Ramsey clearly mm-hmm. yanked the guy's head off almost. Um, and, and they, they didn't call it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you go, so it's like, okay, you know, um, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and then you go back to the end of the game and they're, um, I, I just felt like the game was going to be close regardless of mm-hmm. how either team played. Um, and I felt like that the narrative was driven a little bit because you saw at the very end, I mean, there were, there were some pretty shady things going on at the end there. We, I mean, it mm-hmm. just seemed like they, the refs were hell bent on, yeah. you know, letting them in the end zone. Um, it is what it is. Like, yes, I I made it very well known that <laughs> I wanted the Bengals to lose. 
and I wanted him to lose in the worst, most excruciating, <laughs> gut-wrenching loss ever in Super Bowl history other than us. Uh, I was very sour after that game. Um, I was I was there at the game. Mm-hmm. And there, here's, here's the reason I was sour about it. And it's not because of Bengals fans. I don't have nothing against them. It's because of the players. And were you at that game? Mm-hmm. Why didn't we meet up that game? We did. We walked across uh, the bridge oh, yeah, together. We did. Before. <laughs> uh, I'm stupid, man. I'm stupid. Yeah, we did. That's right. Um. Anyways, um, after the game, we were in the end zone. We were on the uh, the south end zone, mm-hmm. and there was a player, and I don't know who it was, and nobody has talked about this in the media or nothing that flicked off the fans. And I don't know who it was, but it just ran through me. Right. I was like, man, that's just not called for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can understand you coming up and celebrating, kind of getting into the fans a little bit, but actually flicking the fans off, like, um, I mean, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. And also Quentin Spain, the way he acted like a freaking buffoon online. (laughs) And also... Eli Apple, serves you right, buddy. You know, serves you right that you got blazed in the final <laughs> game. And your offensive line, Quentin Spain, got destroyed again. I'm still sour about it. Even yeah. they lost. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, um, act like you've been there before, but you haven't. You haven't mm-hmm. even been to a playoff game hardly before. So, it's like, you know, I just felt like karma was going to win out in this one. Right. And, um, I and I almost look at the plays at the end <laughs> that the refs were gonna <laughs> let the Rams score. And in a way, and I know this sounds terrible, and I'm super salty, Tyler. <laughs> like I'm super salty. I'm glad they got hosed by the refs. Like I'm <laughs> glad that they got something to complain about and they think they got hosed because they probably did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's my piece on it. I'm yeah. done with the Bengals. I can't wait to see them again. I don't – do we play them next year? We play them next year in Nashville. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and, and I you know, wait. Every Titans player has that game circled. Every, oh, every Titans fan has that game circled. And I want to hit on what you were talking about there with the refs because – you know, I told a lot of people this too. We were talking about it. And that play coming out of halftime, Higgins goes up. You know, at first, when I saw the play happen before they showed, yeah, it was plays, Higgins, not yeah, Chase. My bad. I, I was like, okay, Higgins just came back to the ball. Ramsey ran past him, tripped up. You know, that's what I thought happened. Higgins then, grabbed Ramsey's yeah, mask. W- whenever they showed the replay, you know, Higgins, yes, he was starting to come back to the ball, but like you said, he grabbed Ramsey's face mask, turned his head around, pulled him past yeah. him, and I'm like, okay, you can't miss that call. How does that and miss? I, I have no idea. And But then you get to later, you know, they're letting them play. They, they don't call that. You get later in the game, and I forget the um, linebacker that it was for the Bengals. Um I'm trying to see if I can find Wilson 
for the Bengals. Dude was having a game, and he had perfect coverage on Cup. Didn't hold him down there in the red zone. And they get the flag thrown for that. And I was like, okay, that right there was a makeup call for not calling the face mask on Higgins when he, or the OPI on Higgins at halftime. But I was like, you can't wait that far into the game, like after that play, to have that makeup call. And and then when Eli Apple held cup, like, yes, that was one when you look at it, you're like, okay, he's holding him. But as much as you were letting him play throughout the game, again, that's when you're starting to get, like you said, you kind of change the narrative of the game. But I, I was still salty about the Bengals' loss, too. I was. It, I, I'm finally to the point of where I'm like, okay, time to focus on next season. But thinking back to it, like you said, with the way Spain was talking, the way – I don't even know that Eli Apple actually said anything bad about the Titans, but just the way he acted after the Chiefs game when I was like, dude, you made like one good tackle to keep yeah. Tyreek Hill from scoring right before halftime. Like, you you, you can't be going off on this. But to see it come down to those two getting cooked, I mean – Cooper Cup with the fade at the one-yard line over Apple, catching the go-ahead touchdown, and then Spain being the one who gets beat by Aaron Donald on that last play, fourth down. And it was funny because you know everyone was waiting to go at these guys on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Spain, he should have just kept his mouth shut, but he wanted to come out and be like, you know, have one bad play all game and you know y'all were just waiting for me to mess up and i'm like dude yes you may have only had one bad play but it was the most important play of the game like yeah (laughs) that that's what people are going to remember like you can't say oh it was just one bad play no it was the bad play that kept your offense from keeping the driver live or giving Burrow enough time, like I said, to see Chase going down the sideline because Ramsey fell, and it would have been a walk-in touchdown, no problem for him. So I I was glad to see him lose. I think that's going to uh, stick with them. And, you know, I I follow some people on uh, TikTok. One of them is a Bengals fan, and, you know, he was after the Titans game, I, you know, he was celebrating and I left him a comment. I was like, Hey, you know, congrats on your team moving on, but y'all need to get a no line or else Joe Burrow's career is not going to be that long. And I mean, nine sacks to the Titans. Yes. They only gave up three against the chiefs, but then turn around and seven to the Rams total this year, including the postseason. I think Burrow was sacked like what was it 60 70 times something like that i mean that a quarterback cannot have a long career if they're getting sacked that many times (laughs) and we'll hop into some of these comments here right quick uh titan pratt i believe this is bryce pratt 
says that he wants to come on the show as soon as possible. We'll definitely see what we can uh, get worked out. Um, Sauce Monster, what's up, Titans Time Podcast, and Rossi. How's it going, Sauce Monster? Glad you're here in the chat. Up, Sauce. Uh, Quentin pissed him off, and Apple <laughs> talked so much crap for nine sacks and bad defense. You have that right. And they're going to bring it to the Bengals next season, I promise. And they are. Like I said, everyone has that game circled. And whenever we find out when that game is, it needs to be a primetime game. Because yeah, definitely. after how things went in the playoffs, you got to have it as a primetime game. Because everyone's going to be looking forward to that rematch. So, and do I want to ask this. Do you think everyone got it right with having Cooper Cup as the Super Bowl MVP? I'll say, since I'm asking that question, I think they got it right with that. But what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know, I, I you could have gave it to Donald, too. Um, I think, um, and I don't think people would have been mad. Um yeah, definitely. I mean, Cup is is so special, and he he was the the difference maker in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'd have been interesting to see if OBJ would have stayed healthy yeah. because he was going off, and I don't think they had an answer for him. Mm-hmm. And I I truly believe if he would have been healthy the rest of that game, we're talking about Odell Beckham uh, possibly being the MVP of that game. I, I agree. Um, I think that, you know, I, I've seen the a lot of people saying stuff about Donald, how, um, you know, maybe he should have got it. Yes, that he had that huge – the last drive was really where his biggest plays came because yeah. he was able to hold that running back back from gaining that yard and then, of course, getting to Burrow with the pressure and making him throw it – throw a bad pass on fourth down. But, and I understand there's more than just uh, filling the uh, box score here, but you look at Cooper Cup, the game that he had after OBJ went out hurt. And I mean, really for the Rams offense, that was all that the Bengals had to focus on was stop Cooper Cup and we'll win this game after Odell went out. But I think if Odell hadn't got hurt, like you said, we're probably talking about him as Super Bowl MVP because two catches, 52 yards, a touchdown, they had no answer for him. And, you know, the only way I think Stafford could have got it is if he hadn't have thrown the two picks. Yeah. Like, that that really hurt him in that uh, – aspect of it but you know congrats to the rams you're on top of the nfl heading into this next season we'll see how it goes for you maybe uh maybe this next year we can get that uh rams and titans super bowl rematch (laughs) yeah i hope so man and you know shifting back to the titans and you know they had plans to do a stadium renovation, got to doing more digging, and found out 
like, hey, this is going to cost a hell of a lot more than <laughs> what we thought. There's a lot of things that are so out of date and bad. I think they said that like the structure, most of it's out of concrete and it would have to be replaced with steel. Then like some of the windows that they have and everything, they're not even made anymore. So we kind of talked a little bit about this before actually going live, but what's your thoughts on this, Rossi? I, you want a new stadium? You Would you rather them just try and go ahead and renovate the current stadium? What's your thoughts? Um, I want a new stadium because, yeah, you can renovate the stadium, but I've seen renovations before, and I, I saw what they were wanting to do with it but it's like okay yeah you're gonna spend 600 million dollars but what are you really doing okay you're gonna add a cool outside part and you're gonna Mm -hmm. spruce up some things it doesn't really change the inside much um right i i think that stadium is is outdated um i i i love the stadium it's our home (laughs) you know what i mean like don't get me wrong i mean a lot of great memories there i loved it when it was called adelphia the delph um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, uh, I, I wish they would go back to like a Coliseum name, like just some type of cool name other than just Nissan stadium, you know? <laughs> um, but I would love to see a new stadium. Like sauce says, I, I want a new stadium so bad. It would be so dope. Um, I, I agree with you sauce. Like, <laughs> and, and I want a stadium with a retractable roof, um, and um, that way we can, we can you know, be outside and inside if we want. I think, you know, also it, it does a lot for the city too because you can have all types of events there. You can have um, concerts. You can close it up if it rains. You know, you can do all different types of stuff with a stadium with a retractable roof. I just think it'd be really cool. And I think, you know, Nashville deserves it. Um, you look at how this city's been growing the last 10 years, especially. Um, I think they can afford it. And I think Nashville needs a shiny new stadium. You know, the only issue is you're, you're, you know, you want it in that spot. I mean, that, Mm. that's the primo spot that pedestrian bridge was practically made for that stadium that's part of the experience. Like I purposely park on that side so mm-hmm. I can make that walk across the bridge. It's one of my favorite things to do when I go to a Titans game is to walk across that bridge and with all the other people and everybody's excited and you got the the guys, the little street performers on the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's part of the experience. And um, I just think that it would a new stadium would look beautiful right there. The only issue is, you know, you're going to have to play somewhere else. And, you know, I mean, you don't have many options. And what are you going to do? Go back and play in Vanderbilt for a season <laughs> while you're – I mean, I have went to some of those Titans, Tennessee Oilers then mm-hmm. when we were in that stadium. And Vanderbilt Stadium is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's – it's one of the worst stadiums I've ever been to. I mean, it's terrible. Um, and um, as far it's just so old and outdated, and um, to, I just, I just, I don't know if there's anywhere better the Titans could could borrow a stadium for while 
that one's being built because I just don't see them putting anywhere else. Do you? Um, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about this, and I think from what I've seen a lot of people say is if they built a new one, it wouldn't be right there exactly where Nissan Stadium is now, but it would still be in that same area. Um, it would just kind of like where I think some of the parking lots are and everything. Yeah. They would essentially pull it out more that way and build there, which would mean, you know, hey, a lot of the people who have parking right there at the stadium, it would suck for them while the stadium's getting built because that parking would be gone. But uh, so, but I I don't know exactly for sure. But if that's the case, then, you know, they'd still be able to play there in Nissan Stadium while the other one was being built. Um, So I am. I'm kind of torn on this, um, which I have, I guess, more personal reasons for that. And it's because, yes, a new stadium would be, I mean, just amazing. Having upgrading to, you know, one of the new stadiums. I know Sauce Monster uh, mentions it like, uh, you know, look at the Raiders and the Rams stadium. Like yes, those are those are very nice stadiums, and you know Nissan Stadium needs we, we need either we need something done. A new stadium would be a great upgrade. But personally, me looking at it, I'm like, okay, this was our first year being season ticket members. We just got our PSL paid off, yeah. <laughs> so you know. And then I'm like. Okay, if they build a new stadium, that means, and you know, we like our seats too. So I would be interested to see how the Titans would handle, you know, their current season ticket members coming over to that new stadium because there would probably be a new uh, PSL they'd have to pay, you know, trying to get the seats that so many people have fell in love with that they have. I know. Like one, uh, Preston, you know, the collector, he talks about how the seats that he has, you know, it took him a while to get to those seats and he would want to keep those. So, you know, that's kind of where my personal interest comes in. I'm like, man, I'd hate to have to turn around and pay a whole new PSL. But at the same time, a new stadium would be great as long as they stay away from turf. Yeah. Do not do turf. (laughs) Surely there'd be a way where they can somehow, you know, figure out the PSL situation. At Mm -hmm. least if they're going to charge people again, give them an option to have it in the same type of area, just in a new stadium or whatever. You know, there's got to be a way to kind of meet, meet halfway on that. You know? Right, get give them it. Give them a payment plan. Give them, you know, yeah. maybe what it, maybe whatever they paid at Nissan Stadium. If you build a new stadium, whatever they paid at the old one, knock that price off of the new one, and then give yeah. them a payment plan. You know, so find a way to work with them to make that transition easier to where they can still keep the seats that they want. So, and got a couple more comments here. 
Got Al Pierce saying, tighten up, guys. Go Titans. Kick massive tail. Oiler struck. Um, then Al also, they would build a closing roof dome. So, and I'm like, I would want, I, I'm kind of torn on this as well. Yes, a retractable roof would be nice because then you could still have um, the outdoor feel. And if it's bad weather, hey, just close the roof. You stay. You know, there were some of those games, Texans game and a couple more where I was absolutely soaked from the rain. Yeah, Still love being there. And part of me is old school like that, like, Hey, it's football. It needs to be played out in the elements. If they're out there playing in it, like I can go stand in it and support them. And then I'm also like, you know, Hey, it'd be nice to be able to stay dry for, and then at least while I'm there, walk back over to the car and not be completely soaked head to toe driving an hour and a half back home. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I think, you know, with the way that these new stadiums are going now, um, it's probably going to be some type of retractable something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and like you mentioned, a new stadium would also bring many more opportunities to the city of Nashville to be able to host things. Like yep. things that they miss out on now, it, it just opens that door for so much as far as for the city, so much more revenue to come in. Yeah. So, and, but, you know, we'll see what ends up happening on that because again, it's just, I think they're kind of weighing the pros and cons of both of, okay, do we just renovate the current one? What's the pros and cons of building a new one? And, you know, that'll be something interesting in the offseason to uh, keep up with. And now, Rossi, I'm going to hop into our best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And, you know, we, we hit on this earlier. Football's done right now, but basketball's still going on. Love trying to watch the Grizzlies. And for all basketball fans, DraftKings' latest offer is really just too good to pass up. And DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And when I'm talking about these offers, I'm talking about a between-the-legs, 360, windmill, good type offers. All-Star Games coming up this weekend. All-Star Weekend, just in general. Going to have the dunk contest. And, you know, DraftKings is lobbing it up there for their customers, new customers. All new customers have to do is bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if their team wins. So, And if the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Simple, everyone. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. As I mentioned, All-Star Games this weekend, so having a break from the normal NBA games, 
I believe they'll pick back up next week. So definitely want to take advantage of this then. And again, that's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 years or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-467-369 or text 467-369. And, you know, I had... I'm going to mention this one, going back to the Super Bowl. I threw out a bet that I thought was a good bet. And, of course, this is not betting advice. But with the Bengals' offense, you know, they're always switching things up. There were a couple times going back to the Titans game where they ran that wide receiver around with Jamar Chase. Yeah. And DraftKings boosted. They had a dark horse boost that they did for Jamar Chase, over three and a half rushing yards. And they boosted it to like plus 125. I said, right here is the bet that's going to be good. And at first, I thought it didn't hit until after the game. I checked my DraftKings. I put some money down on that. And it paid out. The pass to him behind the line of scrimmage they counted it as a run for him, and he just so happened to gain four yards. So he barely got that wow. for me. <laughs> but, you know, for everyone, if you're looking for some fun for the All-Star Weekend, of course you have the three-point contest coming up. Again, not betting advice, but a couple of guys I'm looking at for the three-point contest. You have the Grizzlies' own Desmond Bain who is in it, his odds to win it are plus 600. And then also another guy I'm looking at, uh, because I'll be honest, I love this team growing up, mainly because of Michael Jordan. But the Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine, is also in the three-point contest, and he is plus 550 on winning it. So I'm going to be putting my money down on those two guys and seeing how they do. And that is going to be the end of our best bets segment. And now, Rossi, we can really get into the meat of the show as we talk about and discuss your top 10 moments from this past Titans season. And we'll go from number 10 to number one, number one being your top moment from this past season. Um, My, my top moment or number 10? Uh, start with number 10. Okay. Honestly, um, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to go with the preseason game. Um, okay. And, and this for me, because it was just a personal experience for me um, mm-hmm. when we saw Tampa, because um, I went to that game in Tampa with, shout out the Sin City Titan. Me and him went mm-hmm. together. But that's when I got to meet the Kinseys. And um I, you know, seeing Mason Kinsey score that touchdown and, and them give and him give the ball to his mama in the stands um mm-hmm. was just a really cool experience. And 
and that's kind of where I got to know them, you know, and, and I've become good friends with Scott, his, his stepdad. I mean, we text all the time and stuff and he's my buddy now. And, uh, you know, that's what started it all was that me going to that game. And, um, it was just a heck of an experience. We were right in the end zone. He scored at, and it was just, it was a cool thing to say. So for me personally, I, I could put that at my number 10. Yeah. And, you know, it I was could funny. Even put I it thought at that my you may. Really? Right. I, I was but... wondering. I, I thought, okay, I, I'm pretty sure because obviously we're including preseason in this, everything. Yeah. And I was like, I, I bet we are definitely going to see a Mason Kenzie moment in your top 10. And, you know, hey, I just, I talked about our best bets segment. I should have told people that was the best bet for, uh, this week. <laughs> yeah. And now we can roll on into your number nine moment from the okay. season. Um, I would say um, maybe that Seattle game. I'm kind of looking at the schedule because I'm trying to go back and like place these these moments for me, you know. <laughs> Um, right. I would I would say the Seattle game because coming out after losing to Arizona like that and that it mm-hmm. just how everything unfolded against Arizona all the questions being asked and you know oh gosh here we go like you know this whole Julio and Tannehill thing and mm-hmm. and seeing Julio had the game that he had the best game of the season for him. Mm-hmm. Um, over 100 yards receiving, and that touchdown that he had in the end zone, <laughs> that was the first moment where it was like, oh, wow, this could be something. Mm-hmm. And I really thought at that moment, I was like, man, this is what our offense is going to be like. I mean, Derrick Henry had 180 yard, 182 yards that game. Um, Julio, 128 yards. It was just like you kind of started to see like, okay, this is what we've all been talking about during the offseason, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw what happened with the injuries and everything and yeah, <laughs> all that. But I'd say that that game and, and that seeing Julio make that play in the end zone was like a, a pretty big deal for me um, as a Titans fan. Right, because seeing him, even though they ended up not counting it as a touchdown, seeing him go up and – you know, pinpoint the ball like that, go up and get it and just come down with it. Like that, that was kind of a moment where you could look and be like, okay, if he does stay healthy, you know, we do still have, you know, Julio is still Julio. So, you know, that, that's, that's definitely a good moment to have on here. And, you know, like you said, really, when we were talking about this before the show and I forgot to mention this to you. So, you know, it can be moments where it's just a entire game. It can even be just one play. You know, there were several plays in that Seattle game. Derrick Henry's long touchdown run with the reaching back to stiff arm. I believe it was Diggs, just down into the dirt, like just so many, great moments all across this whole season and before we get too too much further away here 
uh, from the stadium talk. You know, we, we mentioned it, attracting more stuff. Al Pierce says with the Dome, they could attract a Super Bowl, NCAA Finals, WrestleMania, many more concerts. Yeah. So, you know, just several things there that could be pulled to Nashville. Uh, you know, maybe even pull the SEC championship game for uh, the NCAA up to Nashville away from Atlanta. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, that's right, man. <laughs> so, I mean, there's several po- – again, several positives and – then also some negatives for the people who have to pay for it. <laughs> and now, Rossi, what is going to be number eight moment for you this year? Um, number eight for me, um, I, I I know this wasn't like a this wasn't like a crazy win or nothing like that, but another game just mm-hmm. for me personally that I got to go to. And I was blessed to, to go to quite a few games this year. Um, but was the Jacksonville game in Jacksonville? Um, mm-hmm. I got – and shout out to Darren Schneider. He he came down, met me there. We we uh, kicked it the whole time. Uh, gave him a ride to the airport afterwards. But um, it was just a cool game. And um, there was a play at the end. Now, that game was already put away. But there was a play at the mm-hmm. end. And I want to say it was Danico Autry that made the play. It was, or it was towards the end of the game, and it was like a goal line stand. No, it was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to. It might have been Tier Tart actually. And yeah, um, I, I think it may have been. Uh, yeah, I think it was Tart, and it, it was pretty cool just seeing kind of Tier Tart come of age um, in that game, and. Uh, Man, we had great seats that game. I mean, we were like four rows from the field, um, so it was. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, and you you were on the sideline when, or on the side of the field where, when Molden forced that fumble and Byer yeah. picked it up, you, yeah. you were on that side. So that was happening right there in front of you. So and I, I remember Byer seeing had your, a pick that game too. Yeah, so I remember yeah. seeing your videos from that game and. Yeah. You know, like you said, just great seats, and you know the the first game of the Titans being like, okay, Jags, we yes, you got Trevor Lawrence, but we we still own you. So yeah, uh, and we'll just keep things rolling right along, Rossi. We'll hop right into number seven. Yeah, um, I would say um, number seven. I guess it would have to be us. Um, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to rank them in order of significance. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, I, I would have to say probably. I'll, I'll go with the Indianapolis game the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beating them for the for the first game of the season because it, it was pretty crucial at that point. You know right. what I mean? We were uh, we were three and two, and I think Indy at the time was um, I want to say they were like three and two at the time. I'd have to look uh, at their schedule. Uh, yeah, I think I think they may have been two and three. 
Yeah, um, it was a pivotal moment in the season, you know, because I think you're right. They were – I think they were two and three because at that point in the season, you know, three and two, two and three, you know, they beat us right there. They're back in the thick of it. I mean, they're mm-hmm. right on the money with that one. So, to come out in that game and it was a tough game. I mean, it was, you know, Tannehill threw a couple picks. It was just one of them kind of grueling type of games. Um, right. But I'd say that that kind of set the tone um, going into, you know, that that second part of the season. I mean, it wasn't really the second part then, but it, it kind of set the tone in the division, I should say. Right. It It showed that we – because the Titans have had trouble beating the Colts in Nashville. Yeah. And it was a game where, okay, we're we're ending y'all's streak down here. We're taking this game at home. Yeah. And that way we can get that monkey off our back, and then we'll worry about coming up to Indy and taking care of business again. Yeah. So, And, and I've been trying to pull it up to see uh, – so we actually played them in week three and they were oh and two when we faced them and we would have been one and one. Oh yeah. I was but, looking at preseason too. Yeah, we were oh and okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So and, and that's why it was so important because it was like, okay, if we if we win this game, we push them to oh and three. We yeah. go to two and one. Like we're already building that lead on them that we need. Yeah. So, you know, it and it worked out. And now, like I mentioned earlier, it looks like the Colts are wanting to move on from Wentz. They've they've had their Wentz experience and realized, okay, we gave up way too much for this guy. And just so happens he was able to stay healthy enough throughout the season that they lost their first round pick because of it. Yeah. What a terrible trade. I mean, <laughs> what a terrible trade for them. Like just that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> to give up all that for for Carson Wentz. Like it yeah. just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I could understand for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, something of that nature, but golly, right. like it's just crazy, man. <laughs> and and it all I mean, even if they didn't get it throughout all the season, that final game in Jacksonville when he could not lead them to beat the Jaguars. And, I mean, they controlled their own destiny. Yeah. And he just – he couldn't do it. And, you know, it just – I kind of hope that they're not able to get rid of him and hold on to him because, hey, it just makes things easier for us in the AFC South. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and now number six, Rossi. And then, you know, number six, we're getting close to that top five, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, number six, um, I'm going to have to go. It was the game against New Orleans Mm -hmm. um, because that, you know, going into that game, it was, um, you know, they they had a tough defense. And, um you know, we had some guys out then, but mm-hmm. that was the game Marcus Johnson had a big game. 
Mm-hmm. And it was it was like, wow, finally, you know, Marcus Johnson is is finally showing up. And he kind of he kind of took over the game a little bit. And um wasn't that know, also the game where he got hurt? It was the game where he got hurt. And it was such a shame because he mm-hmm. he he broke the hundred yard mark, you know, and um it was it was just one of those games where it was like, man, finally, Marcus Johnson, finally we got that kind of third guy that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a shame that he got hurt. Um, and that was, that was a big game too. We, every game this season was, <laughs> it seemed like it was a pivotal spot. Like we could never breathe. Right. Um, Monty Rice had a great game that game too. Um, mm-hmm. I think he had about eight or 10 tackles that game and kind of showed that he could step in if needed. Um, so I have to go with that game. I, I like that. Um, you know, that was a another Titans game that came down to the wire and, yeah. you know, just has you on the edge of your seat the entire time. So I, I think that's a good moment to uh, to have on this list here. And now time for that top five. And, of course, starting out with number five. What do you got for us, Rossi? Um, I'm going to have to say um... – and I was like I said, I was kind of going through the schedule, looking at some of these games, um, mm-hmm. to getting down because I want to save a couple of just my favorite <laughs> moments for the top five, and and you probably have a feeling of what's going to kind of make in the top five, but <laughs> I'm going to say that second game against Indianapolis, um, mm-hmm. such a crucial, crucial win for us. I mean, we were, you know, going. I think at that point. I don't know what our records were at that point. It seems like they were always kind of lingering. I I think they had kind of got up to like a game behind us, a game and a half. But to put that game away the way that we did in Indianapolis, um, you know, that that was an awesome victory for us, you know. Yeah. Another game where Tanny threw a couple interceptions. Yeah. And to come back in that game, after being down 14 They were down 14, right. Yeah. And come back and really just, re- you know, show the Colts how they messed up and getting wins because of him just making bad plays. I mean, Elijah Molden's pick six where Wentz yeah, was about was... to – he was about to go down. He just threw it up. Molden ran up before an offensive lineman could bat it down, caught it out of the air, and – Really, from where he jumped at to where he landed, he ended up in the end zone before he even really landed. So, you know, just – and then Byard having the pick in the game because he knew that Wentz was starting to go to Pittman, and he just – he trusted his instincts, knew that Wentz was going to try and force it in there again, picked it off, set up the game-winning field goal. I mean, just – you know, I and I like how – and, you know, I mentioned this before we started, there was so many moments that if you just look at plays, you could have you could have a top ten of just plays, but of then it, at the same time, you can have this top ten of games just in general because of how many plays were made in those games. Yeah, it was a team effort this season. You know, it really was. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's... 
there's certain moments that stick out and they're, you know, for sure. But that's what I loved about this team this season with all the injuries. Um, it was a team effort this season, you right. know, um, offense, defense. I mean, I felt like the offense did what they could with, with what they had to work with at times. Um, but man, it was such a team effort. And that's, that's why Mike Brable won coach of the year, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it was, I thought it was a great season, man. I mean, I, I would have to say that um, I was more proud to be a Titans fan this season, probably than, you know, most seasons, just because of the injuries and the effort. You know, right. just at the end of the day, at the end of the season, even after losing against the Bengals and all that, you got to look at this season and say, hey, man, you know, for what they had to work with for majority of the season, which was nothing on mm-hmm. offense, um, man, I mean, what a season, you know. Right. And, you know, Mike Vrabel, coach of the year, very much deserved after yeah. everything they went through. And like you said, this season – you know, being the most proud of being like a Titans fan than most seasons, it's because Vrabel and J-Rob have changed the culture so much to, you know, even the the next man up mentality and, you know, hey, just because we're down this guy and this guy, we're not going to give up and just roll over and be, oh, our season's done. Like their, their willingness to continue to fight just it makes it different and you know gets the fan base that much more behind the team yeah yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent there so now moving on to number four number four um i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with deontay foreman's performance against the dolphins mm-hmm. um you know that game he really, really showed you know what type of running back that he could be. Um, I feel like he he really started to kind of come into his own that game. You know what I mean? Um, it was just he had already had some good games prior, mm-hmm. but I just feel like man, that game was like the game where he really just kind of. He really showed that, man, I can be a starting running back in this league. You know right. what I mean? Um, he, it was awesome. Awesome performance that game by, by him. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, I think he had that his, stiff arm that game, too. It may have been. I'm trying to uh, remember for sure. And, you know, really, <laughs> that's another one of those games where just the whole game in general – you can talk about the Titans. Yeah, here it is. 26 carries, 132 yards, 132 and a touchdown. Yards. Yeah. Like, you know, one of uh, one of his better games, he – I don't believe he had a fumble that game. No, he didn't. Um, and you know, that was the biggest thing is, yeah, we had seen maybe a big game from him, but he also had didn't hang hang on to the ball. That well, so this was a yeah. game where he put it all together. So, yeah, definitely a uh, good moment there. Number three now. Number three. Um, so I, I went to this game, and I, I believe this was the game. Me, you, and Power Hour 
met up together. Um, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I remember sitting up and, and I was in the club right in the corner and there was this Kansas City fan next to me. And the whole game was just like, la-di-da-di-da, like we're just going to sit here and stomp a mud hole in Kansas City. Um, A.J. Brown had a hell of a game. Um, It was just an overall just, I mean, just we just beat them down. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Danico Autry that game. I mean, it was was such a team effort. Um, Mm -hmm. Bud Dupree, all them guys, I mean, it was just, we just stomped them. From, from beginning to end. And I think it was one of those games where it was just a statement game. Like, you know, here we are. You know, yeah, they're Kansas City Chiefs. And a lot mm-hmm. of people will say, too, like, oh, well, they weren't as good then and, and this and that. And that was – I think that was the last game they lost. It, it was up until – yeah, up and, until the playoffs. But nonetheless, man, it's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still mm-hmm. – you know, and me going to that game, just for me, it was just awesome. Um, you know, when – look, man, I, I live in South Florida, right? So, mm-hmm. I have to fly to these games. It's it's a lot of <laughs> effort to and, and money. And, I mean, thank God my mom lives there and I can stay with her. Mm-hmm. But I still have to rent a car. I still got to do all this. And it just makes it more fun Yeah, when you when – you, do all that, and you can at least just go there and um, enjoy it, a good old mud stomping like that. Yeah, <laughs> where where you're on the positive side of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, like you said, that game just beating down the Chiefs, and really, you can say that was kind of the, I guess maybe the wake up call for them. Um, because like you said, they went on and didn't lose a game after that until, uh, well, actually they, they lost to the Bengals in the regular season too. Yeah. Um, but up until that point they had, they hadn't lost a game again. And, you know, people can say, well, that Kansas city team, they, they weren't themselves. Well, the reason they weren't themselves is because teams had figured them out. Don't let them, don't let them just play that playground ball and have the deep shot over top. Like make them try and earn it underneath, and yeah. because they they would get too greedy. They they wanted that deep shot right away to try and have a kill shot, if you will, and it just it wasn't working out for them because teams weren't letting them have it. And after they played the Titans, it was like the switch kind of flipped. Like, okay, we have to change up our play style some. We're just going to have to start taking what teams give us, have these longer drives going down the field, and it is what it is. Yeah. So, but, yeah, that that's that's definitely a game that's in, you know, my top moments because, like you said, it was just a beat down from the start of the game all the way till the end. Yeah. And they were getting after Mahomes like crazy forcing turnovers left and right and AJ having the game that he had. So yeah, great, great moment there, Rossi. So now number two, number two. And, and I've gone back and forth between Buffalo game and the Rams game. And, yeah. um, 
I'm going to put this one. A lot of people would put this one as their number one. You might even, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Buffalo game and, and I'll tell you why when I get, you'll know my Rams is going to be number one, obviously. And I'll tell you why <laughs> the Rams game is number one for me, but number two, Buffalo, um, that was kind of the last game. Henry had a really a big game from what I remember. Um, he, he had that 70 something yarder mm-hmm. against Buffalo. I mean, and Buffalo came in this game with a number one ranked run defense. Yep. You know, and just to see Henry come out there and impose his will was just awesome. It was like, it was just awesome, you know. Um, and the way we pulled that game out at the end. So, few moments in that game. Mm-hmm. Henry, goal yep. line stand. Yep. The goal line stand could be the number one moment of the season. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm I'm leaving that for the Rams for the number one. But the goal line stand was incredible. National TV in yep. Nashville under the lights, beautiful. It was beautiful, man. Um, and just just a heck of a game all around. Just one of those playoff atmosphere type games, and uh, you know couldn't have been more proud of the boys um, on that one for sure. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the uh, prime time we we play the bill we played the bills, then turn around on a short week play the Chiefs. Yeah, and just the you mentioned the moments from that game, Henry's run against the number one run defense at the time. Yeah, then you have that goal line stand, which you know I it, it's hard for me. I haven't put my top 10 out there yet because I go back and forth on a lot of these and I'm before doing that I wanted to give other people a chance to get theirs out there and talk to them about it reminisce about some of these moments and that goal line stand because Jeffrey Simmons just showing the man that he is taking on offensive linemen Josh Allen's a big dude Stopping him in his tracks, making him slide. like, And that was a moment where it was like, okay, that's one big powerhouse down that y'all didn't think we could beat. Then turn around, have the Chiefs game, of course. And another moment from that Buffalo game is the deep shot to Julio that went, you know, there was already defensive pass interference. It bounces off the defensive back's head or helmet and Julio keeps his eye on the ball, tracks it down, and makes an incredible catch along the sideline yeah, to, dude. to gain like five more yards or something like that beyond where the pass interference happened. Yeah. Like, so just so many moments from that game. But, yeah, one that definitely sticks out has to be that goal line stand because, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons has proved this is what he does. <laughs> A you get down near the goal line, you better not go at him. Yep. Um, and now the the moment we've been waiting for, I Rams game, obviously, number one. I, I, I want to hear your reasoning for it. Yeah. Um, one reason, two moments in that game. Um, Kevin Byer pick six mm-hmm. on Stafford in the beginning of the game. Just one of the best plays I've seen in a long time. Yes. Um, 
especially for for Titans defense. I mean, Bayard just returning to form this season, that was such a heady play, a heady veteran play, and that set the tone for the game. You know what I mean? The defense just came out and dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, hat trick that game. Yep. Jeffrey Simmons had two hat tricks this season. The playoffs against the Bengals in this game, and that's just incredible. That is incredible from – you know, from a defensive lineman like that. Um, another thing in that game was, you know, Donald wasn't that um, too much of a factor. He had a sack. We kept him in check. Um, mm-hmm. But that was also, I think that was the game, too, that Julio Jones went out. Of the um, game. Or they, they I, had him on a pitch count or something. Yeah, something like um, that. AJ AJ didn't have a great game. The offense was kind of crappy. I remember Tannehill threw a pick. Um, mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson didn't do anything. He scored a touchdown. He scored a I touchdown. Mean, <laughs> it's kind of by default. I mean, he was, you know. <laughs> um, but it was just it was just one of those games where, again, nobody picked us to win. Mm-hmm. Nobody at all picked us to win that game. We're in L.A., um, shout out to Titan Anderson. He was there, yep. giving him hell. But um, I, I gotta get. To me, it was just an awesome win, and in hindsight, them winning the Super Bowl and everything. Anytime we can beat the Rams is one of is is a top <laughs> thing in my book. Right. Don't matter if it's fifty years from now, you know. And it was just a. It was just an awesome game. You could put the Buffalo game. You could switch them out, you know, but. That to me, just that that Kevin Byard interception was probably one of the most exciting moments of the season for me. Um, well, because he said that you know that wasn't even really where he was supposed to be at. Yeah, he just he read Stafford, knew where he was going with it, trusted yeah. his instincts, went and made a play on it, and you know it, it worked out for him and. That was also, I believe, the first game without Derrick Henry. So it, it was. And that that that's what I meant to bring up too, because the yes, you're exactly right. And that was one of the main points I meant to bring up was <laughs> you you know, that was the game where everybody's oh, Henry's out. And the way that they bounced back and, and pulled that game off and, and mm-hmm. that game was pretty much over i mean you know what i mean like the rams never really got it going but right. um in in just the way we came out and just dominated like it was like wow you know without henry with we're not supposed to be doing this right you know we don't even know how to run the football we don't have henry <laughs> anymore and uh it was it was special man it was special yeah it was and you know like you said first game without henry Nobody's picking us to win, saying our season's over. We come out, beat the Rams, and, you know, yes, obviously I would have loved to have seen that rematch again. Man. But, you know, it, I, it's hard to argue with that as a top moment because while the offense did struggle, the defense stepped up and was like, hey, don't worry, we got you. And that was the first of – 
really as far as the offensive struggles really go after Henry went out. Yeah. That was the first game where the defense is like, okay, we're either going to win the game for you or we're going to keep you in these games to where all you have to do is make one or two plays and we're going to win. So definitely, you know, it's, it's hard to argue with that as a top, the top moment from the season because it was, as we've mentioned several times, it was that moment where everyone outside of Titans fans thought that the season was dead for the Titans. And we knew that this team, because of the culture that Brable and John Robinson have built, we knew that they were going to go next man up and find ways to win. Yep. Um, I think, too, if you look at this team and and you go back through through the later part of the season and injuries just decimated our offense. I mean, we could mm. never – we can never get it going, you know. Like, yes, we had Foreman and things were starting to pick up, but, you know, those losses against Houston, New England back-to-back, mm. you know, that, that was tough. You know what I mean? I mean, we're – I just think – towards the end of the season, you can never really get the offense going. Foreman started picking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to seen more of Foreman against the Bengals. Right. You know, it, it's – I just – I hope for our own sakes that that we can re-sign Foreman because I really think and – I, and I released the video earlier today – and I think Henry's going to be fine, and I think he's going to be back to his old self, and he's mm-hmm. going to be good to go. But I really think, you know, when you look in the first half of the season when we had Henry, those first mm-hmm. nine or ten games, the carries, the amount of carries that he had was just out of this world. And I'm right. not saying that that's the reason he got hurt. I don't think it is. But at the same time, we want to keep this guy fresh as long as possible. We want to get as much as we can out of him. And you need a guy like Foreman behind Henry. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that can come in. This is the first season that we've had a legit, decent running back behind Derrick Henry. You know, like, you look at back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. you had... Chris Johnson and uh, Lindell White, right? Yep. Um, we always seem to have at least a couple running backs that were somebody could come in and spell. And you look at the same thing with the QB situation, you know, with Logan Woodside. If Tannehill goes down, we don't, I mean, we don't know nothing <laughs> about Woodside. And it was the same with Henry. It's like, mm-hmm. Why did uh, Darrington Evans was supposed to be that guy, but he already proved a long time ago that that he can't stay healthy. So why are you rolling with just McNichols? Bring in somebody, bring in Mm -hmm. a guy like Foreman. And that's what, when, when Henry went down, the fans were saying, bring in Dante Foreman. We saw what he could do last year. Bring that guy in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're seeing the evolution of Deontay Foreman and, if he could start, he could be a starting running back in this league. And if some somebody could go out there and pay him, they could very right. well pay him. 
you know, but I really hope that we can keep him as a Titan at the right price. Um, I could uh, totally understand if the guy, if some team out there is saying, hey, we want you to be a starter. Here's the money. I would take it. You'd be right. dumb not to. But if he's if it comes down to a point where he's not really getting that type of offer, I would love to see him back in a Titans uniform. And let's run it back. Let's run it back with him and Henry. Mm-hmm. Let's give Henry more of a breather in these games. Let's not, you know, if Henry's got the hot hand and we need him, Right, but maybe you can give Henry, you know, twenty carries and Foreman ten carries or something, and we're not running Henry into the dirt, you know. Um, right. Well, and those guys could feed so well off of each other because yes. you have you have two guys who it's not like you have, which I know, like Derek Henry from watching, like when he was on Bussing with the Boys, he said that he's. He's not necessarily just a powerhouse back. I mean, he's agile too. Oh yeah, uh, and, and that's something that you can give him over Foreman is his Henry's top end speed and his agility. That's oh, where yeah. he beats Foreman out. But Henry is so big that defenses they wear down when tackling him because he's just so big and strong. And then you have Foreman, who is another big, strong back. That's where they can feed off of each other because instead of having Henry, who's this big, strong back that you have to tackle for most of the game, and then you have a speedy guy come in, and you're like, okay, we get a little break. You go out there and you're like, okay, Henry's off the field. We don't have to worry about really having to struggle to take anyone down. And you see Foreman, and it's like, okay, so we still have to, we're still going to have to, you know, buckle that chin strap up a little bit tighter and, be ready to go here because he's another guy that is going to be hard to take down. Yeah. And it can just wear that defense out quicker and, you know, hey, time fourth quarter gets around, we may see both of them busting off long touchdown runs. Yeah. So definitely, uh, and I'm going to go check out your video on that. I sent, I saw it earlier. Um, wasn't able to uh, go watch it yet. And Al Pierce coming in with another comment here. Bud Dupree just turned himself into the police on those assault charges. Uh, you know, I did see that. I saw where he went and turned himself in. They have already released him out. I think he's got uh, court uh, sometime in the summer. Uh, I'm wanting to say I seen like May something. I could I be wrong April on that. Twenty second is the April. settlement. So. You know it. That's that's going to be a situation to watch too. It'll you know, be see, a slap on the wrist, probably. Yeah. You know. you know, see see what happens there, and then of course you also have the Harold Landry stuff. A lot of stuff going to be coming up here. Hopefully, before yeah. long, we can have more to talk about and everything. But you know, uh, Rossi, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, for everyone in the chat, if you don't already. Follow Titans Rossi. Make sure to go check him out on YouTube, on Twitter. His YouTube is Titans Rossi. Twitter at Titans Rossi. I mean, man, you're not even a year into this thing, and you had your channel has just absolutely 
blown up. I believe you're up over 1,100 subscribers now and just absolutely killing it. Quality content all the time. You're, you're consistent with putting it out there. And, I mean, hey, this is the way that we met, became friends. Yeah, man. I, honored to call you one of my friends. Uh, just, you know, it's not even just talking about football, chatting about life, seeing how each other's doing. So, yeah. you know, again, just glad to have you come on here. Um, definitely going to have you on more again the rest of this off season when the season comes around. It's going to be fun time. Hopefully see each other at more games this next year too. Yeah, for sure, man. It's been a blast. And, you know, I, I got to always give a shout out to, to one of my good friends as well, Titan Upload. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, part of that growth had, had a, has a lot to do with him um, and, and him, you know, turning on people to me and being a part of his network now. And we're trying to expand that. We've added uh, Titans for Life, James mm -hmm. Wheeler and um, we've got a couple things planned. We got a, a Zoom call next week with all of us, and and to kind of map out the off season and you know where the network's going to go from here. Um, but you know, it's been awesome, dude. It's it's been a really cool thing uh, getting to meet people like you and mm -hmm. and and Mark Titan Upload and and James Wheeler, who's also become a really good friend of mine, and Sin City Titan and and Raul and all these people, man. And that's why I tell people to, to subscribe. It's not just because, you know, I want clicks or views. Yeah. That's all great. It's good to mm -hmm. get, it's good to get some recognition for the hard work that we do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying right. it's something that, you know, I'm it's, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like, Oh, this is work. I got to put out a video. It's right. we, love, we love to do this. Right. Right. But, but at the same time, it does take some effort and it takes some know-how and it takes some grinding and some work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to get the views is nice and all that, but it's the community. And that's why I tell people to subscribe because when you subscribe, you become part of this community and you get to meet people and you start making friends with people. And, you know, if you're, you're watching now and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to Titans Time. Uh, Good dude, Tyler's an awesome guy. Uh, not only on YouTube, but in real life as well. <laughs> and 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 his wife, they're awesome people. Um, his brother, all that. So you know, you guys give give Titans Time Podcast a follow on on all the the podcast platforms yeah. <laughs> and YouTube and and everything else that they got going on. And uh, you know, my hats off to you, brother. Congrats on the baby. Um, Thank you. You know, and uh, I couldn't be more pleased with how this season's gone and and the the relationships that that I've personally made. So it's it's been cool, man. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, for everyone, you know, when we're asking people to subscribe and all of that, like like you said, it's not about the views, all of that. When we're asking them to subscribe, yes, that's nice because it's like you said, recognition for the the hard yeah. work that we put in. But it's building that community where you can have more people involved in chats. You can get everyone, you can get so many different opinions and see how, you know, you may view something one way and someone else may view it another and they have really good points of why they view it that way. So 
it's just, you know, we really appreciate it. I know you appreciate everyone that subscribed to you. And yeah, like you said, if you don't care, just if you hadn't already go subscribe, turn on the yeah. post notifications, like the video, follow us on Twitter at Titans underscore time, follow Titans Rossi again at Titans Rossi on Twitter. And man, it, it's been a great show. Uh, like I said, I was glad to get you on here. We've, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, trying to find a time where we can get you on here to talk about your top moments. And, you know, it worked out this week. Again, I appreciate you coming on. This has been Titans time. And as always, tighten up.